Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. The Jews did not take my recommendations, Justin and Alec, yesterday for the Israeli-American Council rally to counter the massive uh, pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas rally from the night before on Steinway Street off of Astoria Boulevard that went for blocks and blocks and blocks and blocks and blocks. Remember how I said, Justin Ellick, that there should be a sound system in which you're pumping out an advance of these rallies to get the hostages back, Beastie Boys music, so you can sort of attract a younger, hipper crowd, because obviously no efforts to get Brooklyn to this rally, which has more Jews than anywhere else in the world other than Israel. Yeah, Brooklyn itself. All the Booker boys and Booker girls alone, you would have had all the yellow buses coming over the bridge. Nothing. And so I arrived. All right, enough of the BC boys because they didn't listen to me. So I arrived and I'm looking in Duffy Square. And you had Jews with uh, flags of Israel. I saw two American flags. I said to some of the people on the periphery, you need to have more American flags. You got a lot of people walking through Times Square, tourists. They're from uh, Iowa and Nebraska where there are more pigs than people. You know, where they go, soey, 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 soey. And they got to think that every time you fly an Israeli flag, you're flying an American flag because we're brothers and sisters in solidarity. They don't feel that. Not when they come across a rally that has all foreign flags. For instance, the same thing happened. You may have remembered wrong way, Lou Rafino, when there were the rallies for the Ukraine, when Putin brought in the T2 tanks, smashed through the border areas and wanted to take over the whole country, lock, stock and barrel. Biden offered Zelensky an option out, said, hey, we'll fly you out. 
And Zelensky said, I'm going to stand my ground. And he's been wearing that olive uh, military drab outfit ever since. How many times you had the rallies? Yeah, you had sporadic American flags, but it was all Ukrainian flags. Mistake. Because America must be bonded to whatever country we're helping. And if you want to get average Americans to come on board, they got to see that this is an American rally supporting the state of Israel. So I look up at the Jumbotron right next to Elmo. You know where that is, uh, Justin Ellick? You know, the big uh, uh, board that's lit up all the time that has Elmo up there. Next to it was the Israeli flag, big Israeli flag on the Jumbotron, and below it the American flag. So I go over to the operators of the Jumbotron, and I said, look, you're pissing off a lot of people who are walking by. You never put a foreign flag above the American flag. That's protocol. I understand you're not thinking along those lines, but the mass majority of people who are walking by are not Jews. They're Gentiles. And quite a few of them have served in the military, United States military, and they're looking at that, and that that to them is a sign of disrespect. And so the guy didn't even realize it. So he tried to jiggle it around, you know, the board and... Uh, he was partially successful. Most of the time, the American flag was above the Israeli flag, but sometimes it flipped in and flopped. And I got a strong impression that Republicans need not apply once again at a so-called unity rally where the idea is to get all the hostages back, the American hostages, the Israeli hostages, get them all back, hostages from other countries who may have been taken up by uh, the terrorist Hamas, which is the ruling government of Gaza and committed a pogrom two, two weekends ago. So the Israeli-American Council rally of unity. There was no unity. There were no Republicans again. Just like the unity rally back at Dag Hammarskjöld Plaza, it seemed like a lifetime ago, uh, Tuesdays ago, two Tuesdays ago. And Dag Hammarskjöld Plaza, not a Republican on the stage. They didn't invite Lee Zeldin this time, nor the last time. The former congressman, Zionist, uh, served in the American military, proud Jew. Didn't invite uh, Nicole Maliotakis, right, sitting councilwoman. A whole bunch of council guys from Long Island and Mid-Hudson Valley who are Republicans. Uh, there's Republicans in New Jersey. No, nobody. How is it a unity rally if you don't invite any Republicans to speak? Naturally, they're not going to give me the microphone. I get it. They've denied me the microphone recently at Jewish rally after Jewish rally. I get it. They don't want to offend Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. By the way, who back in the 1990s not only ran against Major Owens for his congressional seat, the Democrat, as a Republican, but got the endorsement of Scooey Louis Farrakhan, had the Nation of Islam collecting signatures to qualify, uh, and was upset that they didn't write out any checks to him. And then he did a pivot and shift and realized Jews write checks. They don't balance. Uh, they never bounce. And in fact, uh, shekels are better than dinars. That's simple politics. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. So I'm looking at this and I'm saying, how the hell are you going to get the rest of America engaged if you're just going to fly Israeli flags? It ain't going to happen. And then they had a big boss pass by with a big jumbotron image of uh, President Joe Biden. And in what appeared to be Hebrew uh, and English, thank you, Joe Biden. Thank you for supporting the state of Israel. And then like uh, 
an hour or so afterwards in a 15-minute speech to the nation. He said, I'm giving $61 billion to Zelensky in the Ukraine, $14 billion to Israel, $14 billion that will be divided along the border with ICE, you know, board, more border agents, machines to detect uh, fentanyl, and other individual civil servants to process asylum seekers. All of that for the border and $2 billion for Taiwan to protect them from the red Chinese menace. Problem is, the clock is ticking. The clock is ticking. Uh, Israeli defense forces, I know the reports say you're poised to conduct your invasion into the Gaza. Uh, according to my uh, my feelings uh, in looking at uh, all the data, you got 144 hours. You got four days. You got that, Justin Ellicott? You tell the IDF they got four days or it's going to be over. The whole world will have turned against you, including America. Would you get on with the invasion? And by the way, with Joe Biden actually suggesting that he'd like to give $14 billion to ICE, Limigre, Immigration and Naturalization Service, to get more ICE agents, to get machines to detect fentanyl at the border, and more civil servants to process asylum seekers, did he uh, speak to uh, the Biden of Brooklyn? Because remember, Eric Adams says that we have policy in New York that won't permit that. We believe the borders should remain open. That's the official position of this city. So could I hear that one more time, Lou, please? We believe the borders should remain open. That's the official position of this city. I've been reaching out to elected officials, to uh, administrators, uh, to show me where the hell that is the policy of the city of New York in writing. When it's ever been recorded, that's the policy, according to Eric Adams, open borders, which jeopardizes us all. So I think he would be opposed to more ICE agents at the border, since uh, he hates ICE. Uh, more machines to detect fentanyl, he might be in favor of that. Uh, more civil servants to process asylum seekers, he might be in favor of that. But like Andrew Evil Como, King Como II, the son of Mario Facha Bruta Como, King Como I, Eric Adams hates ICE. Just as Andrew Evil Como when he was governor, and probably to this day in his uh, Michael Corleone compound out there in the Southampton, owned by Fredo, his brother, Chris Cuomo, with that muscle between his ears, despises ICE. New York State is the state that says we will not cooperate with ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. He politicized ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. We said we will sue them if they violate any criminal laws in the state of New York. So let me get this straight. Uh, we want more enforcement at the border. But according to Eric Adams, uh, he does not want to close the border, does not want to seal the border. It's an open border, and he says that's policy of the city of New York. That's a lie. There's nothing in writing, nothing that suggests that. And unfortunately, the mainstream media does not want to call him out on that. You know, for them, it's a happy day that he'll even talk to them once a week, you know, or offline questions. I'll actually, I'll, I'll allow you peons to ask me offline questions once a week. So they're so grateful that they get one day to be able to ask him a question. One day. And of course, Andrew Evilized Cuomo, who, uh, actually spoke about what the policy of the Democratic Party in the state of New York, whether here in the city of New York and throughout the rest of this state is, they consider ICE to be thugs. Not MS-13, not 18th Street, 
not Trinitarios, the Dominican gang, not the Latin Kings, not the Nietas, not not any of those. The, the, the thugs, eyes, and they have never amended that. They've never apologized for that. And as long as that continues to be the prevailing way of dealing with our federal law enforcement agency, which began after the attack of 9-11 to protect us from those who were abusing the visa process and they come in here illegally, we are going to be prime time for an attack again because of Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb and uh, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, mayor of the illegal aliens. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. Yes, every time Eric Adams walks into the green room at uh, City Hall, I think it's the blue room. Could you double-check that, Justin Alec, you know, because uh, I know he was always sympathetic to the Crips and not the Bloods. Can you check that to see if it's the blue room at City Hall, not the green room? Anyway, that is the song that accompanies Eric Adams, Swagger Man with No Plan, Mayor of the Illegal Aliens, and a battalion of people of no consequence who always stand behind him. I have no idea who they are, what they do, uh, but it's clear that even though they have no-show jobs, uh, you know, they're feather-bedded in because of patronage, they're asked to show up for these press conferences and stand behind him and look like zombies into the camera and nod their heads with approval and smile like like zombies. So this was the first thing he said yesterday, which, again, he is very much like Joe Biden. In fact, that's why he's the Biden of Brooklyn. Our work is not complete. We have taken a victory lap, but we have not won the race. Our work is not complete, but we've taken a victory lap. Oh, but we have not won the race. (laughs) I just want to hear that one more time. Please, please, uh, please. uh. Our work is not complete. We are taking a victory lap, but we have not won the race. You know, for all those years that I ran track at uh, Brooklyn Prep and had to schlub, uh, schlub myself up to the armory in Washington Heights, I wish, uh, wrong way, Lou Rafino, I could have taken a victory lap without finishing the race. Oh, that would have been such knockers. I would have had such knockers. That is like one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. We're going to bisect and, and dissect that later. Once again, Eric Adams at his press conference with all of his sickle fans, toadies, and lackeys behind him, an army of zombies to stare in the in the camera with uh, nodding heads of approval to anything he said, wanted to remind us that we are so lucky that God chose him to be mayor. I know you don't like to admit it, but I know you get on your knees and pray every night. Thank God Eric is the mayor of our city. <laughs> See, they all laughing like hyenas, like jackals, like really. And then he went on. He decided that this was the time to take the victory lap, even though he had not won the race. Trying to figure out that one. But here he says that we have more jobs than some cities have people. We have more jobs than cities have people. 
That's how well we're doing. Really? I don't know about you, uh, Justin. When you walk out into these canyons of steel and concrete uh, buildings, you know, with the the glass encased uh, floors, I like half of them are empty. Where, where are these jobs? Is that the underground economy he's talking about? I know a lot of the illegals are working under the table. Uh, is that what he's talking about? And then he goes on to say that. We are safe and secure because of him. The city that I wore a bulletproof vest for for 22 years and protected you as a police officer. I told you I was going to drive down crime. Now, drive down crime. I don't know about you, ladies and gentlemen. I I think everybody feels so much safer. Because he said that the house mouse who never made an arrest, 22 years, never got from behind the desk, never went out on an active patrol, never busted his shoes. Uh, but he's made us safer. I don't know. It seems like down in the subways, people are completely unsafe. I'm going to give you a report on my own wife, who was accosted at 42nd Street Times Square Station yesterday, and she's not the only one. But, hey, okay, let's hear what more he said while he was taking a victory lap, even though he hasn't won the race. More small businesses are opening. Yes. I concur. Justin and Alec, I concur. In fact, the mayor actually gives uh, some um, what I call documentary evidence as to why that is. Because I smell some weed. Someone is smoking. <laughs> Someone is smoking. <laughs> Man, there are more small businesses. What the hell? There are 2,000 illegal pop-up smoke shops that sell marijuana illegally. So, yeah, he's right about that. There'd be a lot more empty storefronts if these illegal operations hadn't opened up and hadn't been allowed to stay open by his choice to be the New York uh, City Sheriff, Anthony Miranda Urang, one of the most crooked guys in law enforcement that has ever existed. I agree with that. And now he's going to explain the victory lap. Okay. So he's taking a victory lap. Get this. This was yesterday's press conference even though he has not won the race. Uh, Justin, can you write that down, uh, specifically what he says here? Our work is not complete. We have taken a victory lap, but we have not won the race. One more time, please. I'm, I'm still trying to digest this, please. Our work is not complete. We have taken a victory lap, but we have not won the race. Uh, the last guy who did that, wasn't that Bush 43? On the deck of the aircraft carrier, remember, saying that we have won the war in Iraq. Remember that? They had the big banner on the aircraft carrier. We won. We won. Time to pack up and go home. We won. Oh, my God. These guys are delusional. I think that secondary smoke has gotten to him. But then again, it coincides. It conflates with what he has said now on three separate occasions when he has been asked to speak at black churches throughout the five boroughs. You are watching an incompetent person turning a competent place in a city to live in. This is what we need to recognize. We do. We don't dispute this. After that statement that you have taken a victory lap, but you have not won the race, absolutely the height of incompetence. I mean, it doesn't even make sense. And again, it is like Joe Biden, the Biden of Brooklyn. And then naturally his uh, obsession is with rats. He announced 
that he has beaten the four-legged rats. There are fewer rats in our city. Fewer rats in our city. I don't know what neighborhoods he goes into, but wherever I am nocturnally in the subways and streets, man, there's a hell of a lot of rats. There may be one less rat in City Hall who's ratting uh, him out to me, a two-legged rat. Uh, unfortunately, uh, a guy who was just about ready to retire was transferred out. They thought he was a rat to me. Hey, uh, look, that's just one, City Hall. You transferred one out. That's just one. You know how many other rats there are at City Hall, two-legged rats eating the Parmesan cheese? That's why, ladies and gentlemen, I know this information before anybody else has the information, and I release it to all of you, full transparency. With the understanding, with the, our boss and our owner, John Katsimatidis, that if I'm wrong and I go to air on the most powerful radio station in the nation and at night in the world, the global station, that I'll have to get a job hanging wallpaper. It's like high noon for me every day, but I'm more than happy to do it with the aid of my wife, Nancy, the e-attorney who does the deep dive on all this information. Check, check, double check, triple check. Oh, God. There are not fewer rats in the city. Uh, by the way, the mayor got ticketed again for having a rat problem at the property that he owns at 936 um, Lafayette Avenue in the heart of Bed-Stuy, do or die, cited three times because rats, again, are embedded into his tenement. But there's no rat problem. And I got to tell you, Eric, I, I just got to totally be honest about this because when it comes to rats, when it comes to rats, I'm the expert. Any, anytime you start out a question with the name Curtis Sliwa, that in itself states that it would do a disservice to me and other New Yorkers for me to even respond that. Curtis Sliwa? I mean, I mean, if you go look in a dictionary for the word buffoon and tell me what picture you come up with. Call me whatever you want. I've just disputed you on taking a victory lap before you won the race. I still don't quite understand that. But now he said another thing, and I think it bears repeating twice because it is such misinformation, such misinformation uh, about his illegal alien friends that he has given the red carpet treatment to, and he's actually helped them more than he's helped any of our fellow Americans, particularly his African-Americans, some of whom are veterans who are living in the streets, living in the subways, living in the parks, uh, some who are emotionally disturbed, some who are homeless. Go on, go on all my social networking. It's like every day I'm posting things of men and women I meet out there living in the streets, living in the subways, living in the parks, who cannot get a hotel room like an illegal alien, some of whom obviously want to do harm to us. There's no doubt they're part of terrorist cells. Common sense would tell you that. But I'm exposing this. And then remember what he said when he initially welcomed them in. This was like a year ago in August when he called Governor Abbott racist. And personally went down with his whole uh, conga line there from City Hall, giving out swag bags at the Port Authority to the illegals, coddling them, carrying them around, giving giving them items. I mean, basically creating a social welfare mentality in their mind so they're not going to want to go out and work. I mean, you talk about people being enticed by welfare and then you find it difficult to get them off of social services and the dole. 
Listen to what he had said over and over when he first rolled out the red carpet and welcomed in all these illegal aliens, uh, which is an invasion into our country, our city, and our state. They don't want our free shelter. They don't want free food. They don't want free clothing. They're saying, can we work? Can we work? They don't want our free shelter. They don't want free food. They don't want free clothing. They're saying, can we work? Now, now, let me give you an update. Because that's just not true. First off, the city has only registered to work 1,500 of the illegal aliens out of a total of about 150,000 that Eric Adams has welcomed here. Imagine 1,500 have their working papers. If you go to the Roosevelt Hotel there in uh, near Grand Central, it's a waiting room that has at least 500 single men single able-bodied men of military age with nothing to do and nowhere to go waiting to get processed. Migrant families in that Roosevelt Hotel have been given their 60-day notices that they will have to leave in 60 days, but they can always reapply if they're a hardship case, which they'll all claim their hardship. One migrant there stole $2,800, got caught with it, and got released. Because he's an asylum seeker, he's an untouchable, uh, there's nothing that could be done. And uh, some illegals who received that notice that, that they would have to um, vacate the uh, Roosevelt Hotel because they've been there for 60 days, complained about back pains on a, and are demanding hotel rooms again. They've learned the American way that, you know, just like with uh, workman's compensation, claim you got a back pain, right? And You'll get money until the ends of time and be a gold brick and sit at home and never have to work a job again. This is how they learn to manipulate the system. And then, of course, in addition to the fact that they're not all here to work like, hey, can I hear that one more time, Eric Adams, talking about how they all want to work. They all want to work. They don't want our free shelter. Yes, they don't they want do. free food. Yes, they don't they want do. free clothing. Yes, they do. They're saying, can we work? Can we work? They don't want our free All right, shelter. all right, enough they of that. Can they work the system? They have learned to work the system. And then, of course, uh, you take the cherry and put it on top of the uh, ice cream cake that we give them each and every night uh, at the end of their culturally appropriate meals. And um, this is going to c- cause even more of an invasion. We believe the borders should remain open. That's the official position of this city. Official position. Again, I ask anybody out there who works in government to prove that this is the official position. That's an out and out lie, and the media won't call them out for it. I do. Up next, uh, crime is so much better that my wife Nancy was stuck in Times Square yesterday on the subway platform and could not find Justin Ellick, that Robbie robot who's supposed to be on patrol. They could not find him. Talking about this is the Riffin Reed featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa.
great song, Joe Walsh, theme song of the Warriors. And crime in the subways is just completely out of control. By the way, uh, uh, Justin Ellick, uh, how come all of our employees showed up today? Wasn't it another day of outrage uh, declared by Hamas, you know, coming out of the day of prayer, Juma, right? Last week, half of them were gone. This week, they're all here. I guess they realize that Hamas, Hezbollah is going to declare a day of rage every Friday after their, their, their prayer in their mosque and what they call Juma. Oh, God. So anyway, yesterday, my wife Nancy took the number one train down a 42nd Street to switch to the end train because she was going out to Astoria to assist Kelly Klingman, uh, who is running for the city council seat, vote for her against the mini-me of AOC, all out crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, all out crazy, leader of the socialists, uh, Tiffany Caban. And so when she got uh, to the 42nd Street platform, immediately she began looking, as I have always looked when I'm on 42nd Street, for for the robot. Remember, we were told $400,000 spent on a police robot who is patrolling vigorously the subway platforms at 42nd Street, Times Square. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger, no, Will Robinson. Danger, danger, Will Robinson. Danger, no, Will Robinson. Danger, danger, Will Robinson. By the danger, way, uh... No, where have they put this latest toy of Eric Adams? Because nobody sees this robot patrolling Times Square, the subway station. I've been looking constantly. Looked on the N, the R train, Q train, W train platform, two, three, and one train platform. I don't see him. If anybody knows where Ro- Robbie Robot is, please let me know when he's working. I'd like to try to, you know, do a video with Robbie Robot, see how he responds. But anyway, so my wife was directly around the corner from the hallway to the end train elevator to go down two flights. Smelled like urine, she said, before even the door opened because she had a lot of packages in her hand for the campaign. And then as soon as it began to descend, she could hear a man screaming. I mean, not only hear it, but eventually when... uh the elevator reached its point of departure. The metal doors open up, and you can look out and see immediately this guy going absolutely bonkers and crazy, like so many emotionally disturbed persons, like people who are mentally ill, who should have been cared for for the $1.5 billion that was stolen by Comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor of the dope from Park Slope, and his thief wife, Charlene. They're everywhere, and they're pushing people in front of trains like that woman the other day. So luckily that did not happen, but the cops, guess what, were too busy following the orders of Eric Adams. This is his new order for all of the few transit cops that you see in the subway. We enforce these elements in these rules. No more smoking, no more doing drugs, no more sleeping, no more doing barbecues on the subway system, no more just doing whatever you want. Uh, barbecues in the subway system. I've seen a lot of things in the subway, but I've not seen barbecues. And by the way, they were ale- they were arresting a woman with a little papoose with a little baby, an illegal alien, probably from Peru or Bolivia, who knows, who was selling choros, or maybe Mexican. That was what our transit police were doing, arresting another choro lady while this crazy guy was like ready to attack Nancy. 
boy, their priorities are all screwed up. I don't blame the cops. I blame Eric Adams, the house mouse, for 22 years. He never made a collar. He never left the precinct. He talks like he knows what police do, but he really doesn't. But we know what police uh, do throughout our tri-state area and beyond. And, in fact, 77 WABC listeners, I want you to join us on October 25th. That's next week as 77 WABC and Ramsey Monster. Backs the Blue with special programming all day. To all police officers everywhere, we thank you for your honor and dedication as you protect and serve. All you got to do is download the 77 WABC app and listen all day, October 25th. And just maybe the politicians will let the cops go back to doing their job.